gentlemen, this is your more the saint, and of course this is the saint says. Coming live and direct from Kansas City, Missouri, my hometown. Hope everybody's having a good weekend so far. Mine's just been okay, except for a killer headache and a broken pinky still in remission. Other than that, it's uh, been okay so far. Can't complain. Wouldn't do no good if I did anyway. Tonight. I'm going to talk about something that's very, not to say personal, but it, um, well, I guess it is personal. As you know, it is now Mother's Day, the day that we all celebrate everything that did to our mothers. The one that gave us life, the one that fed us and clothed us and sent us to school, jumped in our ass, whatever you want to call it. That's what a mother did. Well, for me, in my family, well, at least for me, at least, Mother's Day is a sad day. As you probably already know, and if I haven't mentioned it before, my mom passed away December of 2020. December 4th, to be exact. And um, everything that we did my family did any holiday or whatever involved my mother in so many damn ways you can't imagine I remember when I was a kid and we were homeless literally homeless we wasn't living in a car we wasn't living on the streets or anything or in a homeless shelter but we were indeed homeless we lived from house to house we lived in my aunt and uncle's house and then we moved to my mom's best friend's house. And eventually we got our own, our own apartment, that is. But the whole time we were going back and forth between houses, I could see the anguish in my mother's eye for having me, my brother, and my two sisters and not have a roof over our heads. She probably thought about it every single day. And she probably said that this is not going to happen again. Same thing with uh, Christmases. Um, I remember the worst Christmas we ever had was once again at my uncle and my aunt's house. It's kind of hard to watch your your cousins open up all these presents and knowing that none of them belongs to you. December of 1980, 1981. That's exactly what happened. We sat there on the couch and we watched as all my cousins opened up all their presents and they had a lot of them. And no one in my family had any. We didn't even get any that year, to tell you the truth. And I look over at my mom and she's, she's, you know, her eyes are, you know, are watery. She didn't cry, but she was pretty watery. It's almost like I can look at her. I know she's thinking, damn it, I wish I could get my kids up in too. But fear not that following December, we were in our own house. And my mother went all the hell out. She brought every damn body in my family, every damn toy they ever wanted, period. I mean, you know, Barbies, He-Mans. It is the 80s. Um, 
talking toys, everything. That whole entire Christmas made up for the last two Christmases we didn't have shit. So then you go on to have other holidays, Fourth uh, of July, Memorial Day, all these holidays involve either one of my parents or both my parents, but in this case, my mother. Birthdays, my mom would, you know, you know, she would either make me something or take me out somewhere or whatever. It was my birthday. So it was uh, something like that is what you, what you think of when you think of your mother. Now, I don't know about other people's mothers or parents, period. Some, especially now, they talk to their mom and dad or their parents like they were redhead stepchildren. That would have got me killed about three or 4,000 times over. And kids now, they're so, so damn hard-headed that even telling them what you're going to do they look at you like you ain't gonna do shit. And of course, the punishments are typical 21st century, you know, punishments. They take their phone, they take their PS, their PlayStations or whatever kind of system they have. They get mad, they start throwing stuff, breaking stuff, beating stuff up. And uh, the parents, being the parents, they, um, I guess, not to say let them do it, but, you know, it's almost like they don't do anything. <laughs> so I grew up in a different house. I got my ass whooped. I did something wrong. I got my ass whooped. Got bad grades. I got my ass whooped. Even remotely tried to talk back to my mother. I got my ass beat. Okay. But see, there's a big difference between the ass whoopings I got when I was a kid and the ass whoopings that no one, no kids getting these days. See, my mom and my dad did not play that shit. My mom, especially, my mom was a stern, you know, do this or I'm going to whoop your ass. That's how she was. A lot of parents are not like that now. Actually, basically none of them are. But my mom, totally different damn playbook. So when days like this or this time of year comes around, since 2020, I felt the obligation to tell other people that if they had their mother around and she's still kicking, she's still getting around good, she knows, still knows your name, she knows who you are, who your grand, your kids are and everything else, you can just consider yourself lucky. Actually, very lucky. My mother in her late age got dementia. She couldn't remember what she did last, she couldn't, she repeats things over and over again, which is basically what dementia does. And she didn't get to the point where she didn't know who I was or my brothers and sisters, but she, you know, she was there. She could have, it could have happened at any moment. And I thank God every day that it didn't. So, um, this time of year is, is tough for me and my family. For me, yeah. I went out to my mom's grave today. And uh, I wiped it off, I cleaned it off, cause it was kind of dirty. I do that, you know, anyway. And while I was sitting there cleaning off her tombstone, I was talking to her. Yeah, it sounds funny, it sounds crazy, but that's what kids do or some people do when you miss somebody that much. I look, I miss my mom every damn day, I really do. So I'm sitting there and I'm talking to her and I'm telling her what's going on with me and 
you know, like she's actually there. And she is there. She's, uh, you know, she's just not in body, you know, spirit now, but either way. Now, for other people who have their mother, or even both parents for that matter, some tend to think that, you know, their mom is going to be around forever. You know, she's been around your entire life. She's gotten older and stuff like that, but she's still here. And we tend to think that they're going to outlive us the way they go walking around. But when reality hits and it doesn't happen, it leaves a very gigantic hole, a void, you may say, in your life. There was a time I used to call my mom every Thursday, just to tell her how I'm doing to see if she's still alive and breathing. And it was a ritual with all my brothers and sisters, but everybody stopped doing it except for me. I called her every morning, every Thursday night when I got home from work, asked her how she's doing. She says, I'm doing fine. Everything's great. How are you? I'm great. I'm still staying upright, so I'm doing good. And we talked about other things. But on this day, on Mother's Day, it almost became a tradition with us because it was true. She would call my house or call my cellular phone or wherever else. And the only thing I hear from her is, where's my damn card? I'm like, what? You get the mother to send me a Mother's Day card. Where the hell is it? She looked forward to that stuff. She wants to show people in the, in the building she worked in or she lived in that, hey, my kids care about me so much they send me you know, Mother's Day cards and roses and everything else. So with me, it was always, where's my damn card? And I'm like, Mom, it's in the mail. Well, it should have been here by now. What the, what the hell's going on? Well, you, you said it too damn late or whatever. Any kind of excuse just to get that out. And for the next eight years that I lived in Nebraska, that was our thing. Where is my damn card? <laughs> it's almost like I was waiting for it. I was like, the one time she didn't say it, I was sitting there like, so you ain't going to ask me where your card is, huh? She's like, oh, yeah, where is my card? You know, it became a tradition, damn near. And she gets the card, and she'll read it, and she'll call me, oh, thank you, baby, thank you, you know, typical mother stuff. But, uh... This will be the third year I have uh, haven't had a mother to wish Happy Mother's Day to, not in person at least. I got a stepmother who lives in San Bernardino, and I'm I'll probably call her tonight or tomorrow to tell her Happy Mother's Day. But your actual biological mother, I haven't had one in three years. And every time I see, you know, people on Facebook or online saying, you know, my mom is the greatest mother alive, and I'm so glad to have her around and all that type of stuff. You know, it makes me, it does several things to me. It makes me jealous because my mother is no longer here. It makes me mad because some people, mostly teenagers or, you know, young adults that are just all about the party, they tend not to call their parents very much. Especially your mother, because they are. I don't like hearing my mom bitching and playing about stuff. Blah, 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 blah. Trust me, once she is gone, you're going to be wishing the guy she would cuss you out. I wish every damn day my mom would just pop out of the blue and say, You some bitch. I'm like, Mom, hey, how you doing? I would be mad. I'd be like, oh, I haven't heard her voice in three years, almost three years. So wouldn't bother me at all. But when parents now, they got these young kids or young adults or young teenagers or whatever, and they're all 
always on her phone. They're always looking downward. Their eyes getting weaker and weaker by looking at the screen and all that bullshit. And they are not, you know, actually wishing their mother happy Mother's Day. Hell, they'd rather be any place else but where they are for Mother's Day. And uh, that's kind of a, it's really actually quite sad, really. I mean, you got your mom in the flesh. She's standing right in front of you. She's probably telling you to clean up your room or, you know, don't wash the dishes or any damn thing. And oh yeah, and I've been through it too. My mom was like, oh my God, mom, be quiet, shut up, you know. But then you start, you know, when you get to a certain age, like for me, you get to that certain age and you wish to God that your mom would call or tell you to do any damn thing just so you can hear her voice. She can be telling you to kiss her black ass or white ass or whatever. And it'll probably be the most sweetest thing you ever hear because it came from your mother. So this time of year, it's really sad for me. Not only am I not able to tell my mom physically Happy Mother's Day without, you know, wanting to cry afterwards, but my family, my sisters, and my brother have not been on the same page since he passed away. They're all at odds right now. They have not talked to each other in almost three years. And we all, two of three, three to four siblings, live right here in Kansas City. My brother lives in Blue Springs. My sisters live downtown near uh, near downtown Kansas City. And none of them has said not one word to each other. None. And while I was at my mom's grave today, the only thing I kept saying was that, Mom, I know you see what's going on down here. I know you see that your your kids are you know, acting like kids. And uh, I'm sorry, there's nothing I can do. And it's not. I mean, yeah, I'm the, I'm one of the babies of my family. And either way, none of my siblings listen to that damn thing I say anyway. So it doesn't really matter. But I know my mom and my dad, especially, are probably upstairs wondering what in the hell is going on down here. And I'm just like, I'm sitting there saying things. I'm like, you know how people, especially after a parent or parents die, Depending on how the mood is, is how you're going to mourn and, you know, grieve and stuff like that. I was in a hospital when my mom passed. I was in the hospital with pneumonia and COVID. Damn near killed my ass. So I couldn't go to her funeral. But my siblings were there. And you might as well say they were not, nobody was not in the damn room. At least as far as that's what I've heard. And it's like... Okay, we're doing everything opposite of what you're supposed to do when a parent dies. You're all supposed to be there for each other and you know hug each other and say, "Oh, it's gonna be alright. We're gonna be okay," you know, and you know say stuff like, "You know, we they raised us good enough to us to take care of ourselves." And it's true. I was like, yeah, my mom and dad were hard as hell, but they, you know, they trained us basically for this harsh fucking world that we live in now, especially now. So, for none of my sisters or my brother. Do not talk to each other. It hurts me pretty bad. It really does. I have um, I've heard everybody's side, and the only thing that keeps popping in my head is it's been almost three years. Okay, three long damn years. And we all need to either they all need to 
just you know forgive and forget okay and just you know try to you know get along some kind of damn way because my fear is is that the next time we're all together will be is when one of us is dead and who the hell wants that i the hell don't no so this this uh but yeah this time of year is very tough and um same as her birthday same as the year that she passed away and it'll be like that today i'm dead basically you never get over it i mean um yeah you you know you think about it, you see pictures of her and you're like oh okay i remember that and go on about your business but I do envy those people that still have their parent around. Yeah, your mom, you know, depending on your situation, you know, it can be a pain in the ass. She can be real, you know, just like stuck in her ways and, you know, say stuff that doesn't make any sense. And you're just looking at them like, really? You know, and, you know, you take them out somewhere and they're like, oh, you're driving too fast. You need to slow down. You need to stop, you need to speed up. My mom had, was good with that stuff. I was like, Mom, do you want to drive? <laughs> no, baby, you can go ahead and drive, but you need to slow down. And I'm doing the speed limit, and you think I was doing, I was driving a NASCAR or something. It's just, she was just, just like that. And some of the <laughs> some of the memories I have of my mother, they're so funny. One in particular is when we went to Vegas, and it was her 70th birthday. And, um, you know, we're just, no, we had a great time. My mom, I mean, okay, you don't go to Vegas to sit in your room. That's that's a given. You you want to go out and venture out into the streets to see Las Vegas at night in all of its glory. I should know this because I've been over there. I've been to Vegas over 30 times. But that was a truck driver. But that's another story. So you want to go out and be like, wow, you know, oh my God, look at that building, look at that building. And this is what I thought my mom wanted to do. Well, we get to Vegas, and um, she wanted to stay in the room. I was like, Mom, we're in Las Vegas. The only people that stay in the room is people that are already dead. Okay, They're buried somewhere in the desert. Who the hell knows? But she refused to go out to walk the strip or any damn thing. So, of course, me, I'm thinking, okay, then what in the hell did we come to Las Vegas for? <laughs> come on. That's like going to uh, that's like going to Disneyland and sitting on the bench the whole time. You ain't gonna do that. There's rides, you know. You try to find Mickey Mouse and everything else. No, you don't come there to sit on that damn bench and watch everybody else have fun. No, you came to do that yourself. And then you know, and uh, <laughs> when I got my license, uh, I automatically became her chauffeur because she didn't drive anymore. And I drove her to thrift stores. I drove her to, to you know supermarkets. I drove her to doctor's appointments. And it was like the African-American version of driving Miss Daisy. Only in this, this case is probably driving Miss Dandelion or some shit, okay? Because my mom was always like, well, baby, you need, oh my God, why are you driving so damn fast for it? This ain't no race and nothing like that. I was like, mom, I'm doing the speed limit. But sure the hell don't feel like that. No, she's a Southern mother. <laughs> or Eastern mother, because she's from New Jersey. So, but either way, ladies and gentlemen, what I'm trying to say is, is this. If you have your mother, if your mother's still around, if she's still kicking, still making jokes, she's still riding your damn nerves about something. Always talking about, I want some babies, I want some grandchildren before I did. I've heard that too. You know, 
be lucky because there are a lot of people out there that don't have their mothers. They don't have either one of them. I'm, I'm an orphan now. Both my parents died. My, di my dad, come this August, will be dead 25 years. And now my mom, it'll be three years and do something for her. I don't have neither one of my parents anymore. But my mother, you know, yeah, my, when my dad died, I was beside myself. I'm named after the man. So, of course, I think about him every day. I have no choice. But when my mom passed, it everything just, you know, just changed. Everybody's mood changed. My mood changed. You know, I appreciate things more. I work with a bunch of senior citizens all day long. And I feel like every time I get one in the car, I'm driving my mother somewhere. I feel like I'm helping, you know, which is what I did. So if you have both or one of your parents, your mother especially, count yourself lucky. And don't, you know, be what they, like a, um, how do you say this nicely? Don't be an asshole toward them. Yeah, moms are, they're known for riding their kids' nerves even after they get older. And they're just like, I don't want to stay away from this lady. Don't, don't do that, okay? There's a lot of people out there, I've met some, I've talked to some, and they are, and every time they say, damn, I wish my mom was still here. And now I know how that fucking feels. I mean, I would love to have my mom sitting here at the table with me, you know, ask me, what the hell are you doing? I'm doing a podcast. Mom, what the hell is a podcast? Real, real out of date. <laughs> okay. I would love that shit. I would love to hear her. I mean, anything that involves my mother, I would give, you know, I would give good money to do it. If anything, to hear her say, well, you need to stop leaning into this damn thing so much where you hurt your neck or something. Anything. I mean, cuss me out. As long as it's her and her voice. That's all that matters to me. So, if you do still have your mother around, she wants to go out somewhere, you take her. She wants to go out to dinner, you take her. Okay? She wants to go to a damn casino or a boat or something. Because we have, you know, we have boat casinos in this town. Take her. Don't be like, oh, come on, mom. I got other things to be doing, blah, blah, blah. Because one day, and I'm going to tell you this, I say that. Because one day, you're going to wish the guy, somebody would call you, your mom would call you and tell you to take, you to take her anywhere. You're going to be like, damn, I wish she would call me or something. I know she's not here anymore, but I wish I could take her here and take her there. And I'm thinking that way now. Every damn day, I'm like, man, shit. I wish I could take my mom to the thrift store again. You know, that was one of my mom's biggest hangouts was thrift stores. I started liking thrift stores because of her and my wife, of course. But yeah, stuff like that. Even the most smallest detail will make your ass just ball like crazy. The first year after my mom passed, give you an idea. My mom was born in South Carolina. She was raised in New Jersey. And uh, <laughs> I was driving this old, this senior citizen, she's a lady, to a doctor. And she started talking. You know, those, you know those people back east, they got this kind of a thing, right? You know, they talk like, like they got like a mouthful of sauerkraut or something in their mouth. They're like, I get the one, I get the one, you know. So she started talking. And I could hear the little thwang in her, in her voice. I was like, I said, okay. <laughs> I said, ma'am, I'm going to ask you a question. She's like, yeah, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I said, New Jersey. And she looked at me. She's like, how in the hell did you know that? 
I said, well, <laughs> when my mom got mad, either one or two things happened. Either she started talking in her New Jersey accent or her Southern Carolina accent. Sometimes she may sound like, you know, started from Going With The Wind, or she could sound like Sophia Petrillo from The Golden Girls. She started laughing. I was like, I'm serious. My mom was getting... And you could tell, I was like, Mom, calm down. You're starting to sound like a Carolina now. Don't be telling me to shut the hell up. I shut up what the hell I feel like it. God darn it. I felt like I was watching a bad episode of Billy Hillbillies. <laughs> okay. So then she started cussing me out one day, and she's like, I just, I can't believe you. Just I'm like, Mom, huh? hold on. Stop. You sounding like, you know, an Eastern, Eastern person here. She's like, well, I am from New Jersey. I was like, yes, I know that, but you're sounding like it. My mom, she would switch on me real quick. I'd be like, hey, whoa, what, what the hell is this? <laughs> Are you mod? What, what is this? <laughs> so, um, so stuff like that, I'll just think about it. Just sit there and be like, wow. And my aunt, um, I had two other passings in my family after my mother. My cousins lost their mother, and my cousins back east in New Jersey lost their mother, my aunties. Both of them died. And this is the most strangest shit ever. My mom died in 2020. My oldest aunt died in 2021. And my other aunt who lived here died in 2022. One, two, or let me see. One, two, yeah, 21, 2021, 22. Bam, bam, bam. And I was like, son of a bitch. So I only have one aunt on my mother's side that's still alive. And I try to stay in touch with her as much as I can. So she don't think my loves her any damn more, because we I definitely do. And I told her, I said, you need to go ahead and get some damn some damn bubble wrap and wrap it around your ass and everything else. Because if I lose you, I'm 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 gonna start drinking or something. <laughs> and she's like, No, dear, I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna do it. I'm not going anywhere. And I hope the hell she does it. No time soon. But yes, ladies and gentlemen, if you still have your mother around, don't feel like you're don't feel like you're obligated or anything like that, even though you are. Because you're not only, you know, doing this because of Mother's Day. You're doing this because that mother of yours gave you gave you life. She carried your ass around for eight and nine months. She had mood swings and learning sickness and probably cussed your father out five or six thousand times. You know, she pushed you out and doctor did the rest. So, you know, yeah, she'll they will probably drive you crazy. And they'll be like, Well, you need to take you didn't tell me you want to take me. I'm like, Ma, calm down. I'm coming. Well, you need to hurry up. Get on your damn nerves. Just look at her, I'm like, uh, you know. Or taking them out somewhere, taking them out for their birthdays or something, you know, anything like that. <laughs> so when 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 death comes into it, and your mom is you know no longer here, and if you don't get along with her when she's alive, and she dies, I don't give a damn how strong you are, how tough you think you are, and everything. That shit will break you down. And uh, it's not pretty. And quite frankly, it's actually 
very sad to begin with, really. I actually went to a, to pay my respects to a lady that I used to drive to church on Sundays, every other Sunday. And uh, she just passed away recently. So, as I said, when I drive these senior citizens around, it's like I'm driving my mother around anyway. So I went up to the church and I walked in and, you know, standard looking at her and one of her daughters came up. She's like, can I help you? I was like, oh, yeah, I'm here to pay my respects to your mother. And she looked at me and she put her hand on my shoulder. She said, thank you so much. I was like, no, I, it's not, not a problem. I, I feel like I need to be here to, you know, say my goodbyes and stuff like that. She was a real nice lady, you know. So that family will, you know, will have a motherless Mother's Day. So all you teeny boppers and, you know, eye rollers and I got better things to lose and all that type of shit. If you do it on Mother's Day, that makes it even worse. It makes it worse for the mother 10 times over, unless she was just a bitch or something. But even then, it's like, okay, this is her mother. You know, this is her day. And she wants to do something, then you just go out your way to do it for her. No question asked. Because if it was your day, she would do the same thing for you. My mother sacrificed a lot of shit to take care of me and my brother and my three sisters, my two sisters. She, uh, she had to work two or three, two jobs at one time to keep a roof over our head. She walked to the damn bus stop every damn day for nine damn years until she got a car or could afford a car. She damn near died of you know, pneumonia herself waiting for a bus, three of them. Um, she uh, been in fights with people. She cussed out people. And her favorite word, and no, she's not too short, but it is her favorite word, bitch. She would call somebody a bitch in a heartbeat. That fucking bitch. I'm like, ma, come on, hey. Well, favorite word. I'm, <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm not making fun of her tombstone, but if I would have made it, it'd been like, to my mother, so-and-so, so-and-so, she said life was a bitch. And that's why she said it all the time. So I'm like, one of these days I'm going to do that. And, um, but my mom was also a very, you know, very encouraging woman. I had a lot of problems when I was a kid. I had a speech impediment, if you can believe that. I couldn't talk straight to save my damn life. So my mother enrolled me in speech therapy, or speech therapy. See, I ain't got a problem saying that shit. And I went to that lady for three long years. Now, my mom could have been like, he ain't got no problem, he's fine. And I've grown up sounding like either Forrest Gump or somebody worse than Forrest Gump. She could have said, no, we ain't doing shit. But she went out of her way to get me speech therapy so I can actually talk. She didn't have to do that. She could have, um, she could do like most parents now, be my best friend and, you know, until they do something and you want to, you know, jump back into prison, you know, parent mode. My mom was in parent mode 24 fucking seven. You did good. Oh, I'm so happy for you. I'm proud of you. I'll hug you or whatever. But do something bad and you know damn well something bad's coming to you. That's some old school parenting shit right there. She didn't give a damn if you bigger than her. I seen my mom stood up to a guy that was damn near seven feet tall. And she was like a midget compared to this woman. And I know that's a wrong thing to say. 
but it's true. So with all that, if you have, if you are going to see your mother or she lives in your town or she lives nearby or she lives in another state, I don't care where you are, what you're doing. You know, you could be brokering in a big $12 million deal or some shit like most people say they do. Once you get past that shit, you need to call your mother, which happy Mother's Day. Tell her, thank you for giving me life and I'm glad you're still around. She would love to hear that. Hell, send her a few flowers or something. My older sister used to send my mom those uh, edible flowers, you know, with the fruit and everything. She did it every year for her, you know, for Mother's Day or her birthday. So if you live in town and your mom is still, you know, still here, go out your way to take her wherever the hell she wants to go. If you want to go Red Lobster, you better put some Red Lobster money and take her. She wants to go to, you know, hell, Captain D's. Take your ass and put her in the car and take her to Captain D's. You know, this is her day. And, uh, and even though it may sound ridiculous, but trust me, once she is gone, you'll think about all that shit. I mean, every single bit of it. I remember when I graduated in 95, when I got up on that stage to get my diploma, everybody was loud, but my mom was the loudest. She's like, oh my God, my baby. You know, no, black folks is. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, mom, thank you. Just call me out, please, thank you. You know, when I got my license, I would not dare say how old I was when I got them, but I would just say that if I was in my mid twenties, you know, I was, she was like, oh my God, you got your license. And I knew from that point on, I was going to be her chauffeur. I was going to be Morgan Freeman and drive Miss Daisy. And one time I actually called, oh, hush, I'm not no damn Miss Daisy. I was like, yeah, you're right. You're more like a dandelion or something. You're like, you know, so she got a hiccup out of that. And uh, even, even the plane ride to uh, Las Vegas, I was nervous. I don't like heights. I don't like planes. I don't like them together. Okay. On this gigantic tube with two jets holding your ass up in the air. And of course, this is like 12 years after, you know, 9-11. So I'm up here looking at everybody like they're suspicious because I was a security officer. And my mom says, you need to drink something. I was like, drink something? She's like, yes. I was like, like what? Like water or something? She's like, no, get a beer or something because you too damn uptight. My mother is saying this to me. <laughs> okay. So I'm like, okay, man. Well, I got the most strongest thing to have on the damn plane. I didn't act like a fool. Like, I'm like, get ass. No, I knew all that. Like they're doing these days. But I was mellow. I was enjoying the flight after that. I was like, hey, we're in the planes. Hey. And my mom was just cracking up and shit and laughing at my ass. So, you know, so when, she, <laughs> so, it's, so it's stuff like that is what you'll think of, especially on days like Mother's Day, especially if you don't have your mother anymore. And, uh, the last thing I said to my mother before she passed away, she was living with my sister in her house. And me and my wife were driving over here to see her. I told my wife, I said, my mom had a nickname for me. And I would never repeat it again, ever. 
So I told my wife, I said, if my mom looks at me and says my nickname, I mean like loud, I will be okay. It's about to happen. She was slowly dying, ladies and gentlemen. My wife's like, okay, and I told her what, what the nickname was. So I was like, oh, that's cute. I was like, yeah, she's been calling me that for years. So I said, but she says that to me. I will be at, somewhat at peace for what's about to happen to her. Get to my mother, my sister's house, sorry. And she, uh, she's in the back room in her little hospital bed, and she's got the TV in there with her watching, you know, Family Feud or some shit. I can't remember. And I sat down. And my wife was right behind me. She was sitting in her chair. My mom had her head turned. And uh, I said, Mom, wake up. So she kind of you know, looked, kind of cleared her eyes and she looked over at me. And she said my nickname. And um, I was like, okay. I said, yep, that's, that's what I am, ma'am. I have not said that nickname since she passed away. And I never will, because that was her nickname for me. And uh, no one else would ever call me that again. She was the only one who could say it, and she's the one that been saying it for years. So for anybody else to say it would be an insult to her. So, <laughs> she died early that December of 2020, December 4th, and my wife was the one that got the call. And then two days later, I went in the hospital. So, ladies and gentlemen, take it from me, no matter what the hell is going on with your mother? You could be not on speaking terms. You could be uh, just not giving a damn what happens to her. She could be in a senior living or homeless, you know, homeless shelter. Anything. But no matter what she may have done to you or not done to you, she may have pissed you off a few thousand times or whatever. But if you still have her here on this earth of ours, and she still can look at you and know who you are and, you know, talk about good times, bad times, all that type of shit in between, and play around with her grandchildren and your kids, and, you know, say, oh, God, you got so big. And, uh, <laughs> all this other stuff that comes with being a mother. I am not afraid to say I envy all of you. I do. I'm fucking jealous of all of you. Because there are people out here in this country and others that don't have their mother anymore. She could have died naturally. She could have died abruptly. You know, but you are lucky to have her at all.
because when, if and when it does happen, her or her passing happens, like I said, everything that you did with her to that point, in your damn head, and it will stay there for good. You won't be able to look at a tree like, wow, my mom is taking that tree. Let me climb up it or something. And the same thing with dads, but moms especially. And uh, I, I miss my mom. I, I love her to death. And um, she uh, she's in a better place now, I know. She's probably up there celebrating with the other mothers that passed way before she did. And uh, I just wish she was here. I do. I mean, I have a lot of stuff going on. And um, I talked to her, and she would tell me what I should or should not do. And um, she would tell me, it's going to be all right, baby. Everything will be fine. Only a mother can do that. I mean, the entire damn ceiling in your house could cave in on top of you and your family. Tell you that everything's going to be okay. Don't you worry about it. Yeah, and even though, you know, damn well, it probably won't be, you still, you know, take it to heart. Because your mother said it. Mothering over the years, over the centuries and stuff like that has changed. Some don't even, didn't even want children. They're like, I don't want this bad anyway. They get mad at the kid for being, you know, being with this guy that they hate now. I guess apparently I had some kind of good time before because you had a kid. But, uh, if you are still with your mom and your mom's still here with you, I am envious of you, period. But no question. Because you could be like, well, I don't like this old broad. She gets on my nerves, yada, yada, yada. Most serial killers, they do it because their mom treated them like, a, like shit, I'm guessing. I've never been once, I don't know. And um, some, you just, some, the kids just stop talking to them. All together, and days like this comes around, and all this shit just flies back to you. Every little small little detail of when she was, you know, raising you, comes out the woodwork. So, again, I'm very envious of you if you do still have your mother around. I'm so goddamn jealous. Jealous as hell. And those that do, you should be thankful you do. You should be thankful that she's in good health. You'll be thankful that she's still even breathing. And because of that, this day is strictly for mothers. Not the baby mamas. Not the smothers and the Karens of the damn world. Your genuine fucking mother. There's, there's, I mean, there's no in between on that. Unless your mom was a complete 
a complete bitch. Even then, if they don't treat you like that all the time, then they're still your mother, and you should wish them Happy Mother's Day. So, it's just that simple, really. It's not brain surgery. It's not no, I put a gun in your head and say, okay, it's after Mother's Day. Oh, oh God, Happy Mother's Day, Mom. <sighs> Nothing like that. This should just come off your tongue no matter what you're doing. I got friends, I got family that are mothers, and um, I wish them Happy Mother's Day. And I have, you know, my cousins got their mothers, and Happy Mother's Day is to them too. But if you lost to yours, for whatever kind of reason it is, this type of day hits you hard probably sucker puncher if you if you let it really but it's just uh just me being envious of you and you should should celebrate seriously no but before i go and get off here and go wipe my eyes off and all this dust being in there's one story that makes me submit that submits me saying this this whole segment here. When I was a security officer, I was working at this hospital, and um, I come upstairs, and this lady's in the emergency room. Little old lady, she's got white hair, and she got her little pink, you know, nightgown on, and her legs were covered. It looks almost like you know, Granny from those Looney Tune movies. I got a little small glasses and just sitting there just like, oh, hey, how you doing? You know, she was a real Southern gal. So I'm talking to her because she took a liking to me for some reason. And she's like, do you work here? I was like, yes, ma'am. And she told me her name. And I'm like, well, my name is, you know, Saint or whatever. And uh, we're sitting there conversating. I don't know why at first I didn't know why she was there. Because like I said, her legs were covered up. And she's just so calm. She got her like, arms crossed, little fingers crossed. So the nurse comes in, takes the sheet off her, or the cover off her legs. Now, I must warn you, this is pretty graphic. So if you got kids hanging around you or anything else, you might want to tell them, you know, to go to bed or something. So anyway, <laughs> they take the cover off. And one of her legs is flat as a damn biscuit green, it was black, it was yellow, and it was dissolved. The bone inside of her leg dissolved. I don't even know how the hell they even got her on the damn stretcher or even in the ambulance with all that going on. I left the fucking room. I was like, I had to breathe and the nurse came out there asking, are you right? I was like, hell no, I'm not right. I said, what the hell happened to her leg? Oh my God. Her, her foot was like green. It was terrible. And her other leg, her good leg, I guess say, is starting to get you know, green and everything else, probably from infection. So I asked the lady, I was like, what the hell happened to her? So the nurse decided to tell me that she was uh, doing something and her, her back gave out while she was sitting in the lazy boy. She couldn't get up. She's also a diabetic, so she couldn't get her insulin shot. So the point of it is, is that all this stuff was going on with this lady. She has two kids, a son and a daughter. Neither one lived here in Kansas City. And, uh, of course, they end up 
amputating her you know, her left leg. A choice in the matter. And not one time she was there for a whole, almost a whole damn month. I went up there to see her almost every damn day just to make sure she's okay. And she took a liking to me. She's like, oh, hi, Robin. I look so forward to talking to you and stuff. And she told me about her husband and how he served in World War II. And I mean, real interesting stuff here. But her two kids did not come to see her for a whole damn month. They didn't call, they didn't write, they didn't text, none of that shit. She could be on death's doorstep and they'd ever in contact with her. So I got kind of protective of her. So when her, husband, her son finally showed up, he's in a business suit, he's on his cellular phone, not paying attention to laws and everything else. And he's like, I'm here to say uh, so-and-so. I'm like, and I was like, and you are? He's like, well, I'm her son. So my son instincts kicked in. I was like, you know, your mom has been here for a whole month, right? And he kind of looked at me like, kind of like sideways, like, what the hell do you care? So I was like, well, I care because she's been here her whole entire month and no one's called her or texted her or anything. Of course, he took offense to that. But I was like, well, at least I know where my mother is. He didn't like that answer either. So he went in there and, hey, mom, how you doing? She's like, oh, baby, how you doing? And they were talking. I left the room because I was like, I'm about to punch the dude's lights out. Daughter was no damn different. She never came up there at all. So when I see or hear situations like that, it pisses me off. Because this woman was suffering with, uh, I mean, a really screaming, deadly-ass leg. That had to be amputated. She could have died, really. And you wash your ass or wash your ass into this hospital after a month of her being here just to say hi and be hell. Who the hell muttered you? Oh, wait a minute, it's lady in the bed. Yeah. And the only reason why she was even in the hospital is because her next door neighbor, who is a lot better than her kids, came over to see if she was all right. And she wasn't. She had to sit there in that damn chair. She, you know, like, urinated all over herself. It was really, really hard to see. And she's telling me all this, and I was like, well, where's your kids at? One lives in California, one lives in Florida. And neither one of them, except for the son, finally, showed up to see if she was fucking okay. This is your fucking mother, dude. Come on. You cannot be that damn busy. Everything, if your mom goes into hospital, every damn thing stops until I figure out what the hell is going on with her. No if and buts about it. But you won't worry about being on the phone when your mom's over here dying, could have died from this infection she got. Well, I know she's probably dead anyway, already. But it's just the fact that, she, that she's a mother, okay? She was in dire straits, she needed, to, needed help, and neither one of your kids jumped in to do anything shitty can you be? Apparently, very. So, ladies and gentlemen, once again, if you have your mother, if you have her and she's sitting, she got her own house, she just took it around good, whatever, this will be your time to shine. Take her out somewhere to eat, buy her some, some kind of gift that she never heard of, you know, give her a card or two, whatever. Show her that you are, that you love the hell out of her. Don't let you know that, you know, 
I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you and maybe your dad. <laughs> okay. You know, just tell her how much you care for her and, and you know, they're the best mother ever and all that type of thing. Anything besides doing nothing. Because that's the lowest goddamn blow you can do. This whole fucking time, she was feeding your ass. And she was clothing your ass. She kept the roof over your ass. Everything. Both parents did, but most in this case, it's just your mother. So when this day comes around, you drop every damn thing. I don't give a damn if you hit the lottery. Take her with you. Hey, this is my mother. We're going to spend this money like crazy. <laughs> don't fucking matter. Okay? Because that woman had your ass. She pushed you out. You know? She probably cussed your dad out, call him all kinds of bitches. So, this day especially is for her. Now, I may get this quote wrong, but I'm going to try it anyway. Of course, everybody's seen The Crow, right? Of course. It's a very good action movie. And uh, Brandon Lee found this lady. She was a, I guess you could say she was a, she had a daughter that was up her room in the streets at night. So he grabbed her and put her in some kind of a hold and had her arms down. If you've seen a movie, you know what I'm going with this. He looked in the mirror and says, mother is the word on the lips of all children. I was like, whoa, dude, that, that was deep. Shooting up, sleeping with guys and everything, and her daughter just running around on a skateboard. Almost died and everything else. But he said that quote to her. I was like, okay, that's it's true. It is. Every kid had some had to come here some kind of way. And unless they have like a you know fatality machine around that just grows them automatically, then you came from other. So that's you know that's that. So yeah, take your mom out, take her out to eat, take her to a show, take her to a Rose game, take her to whatever. You have to show that you care about her enough to do all that because she did it for you. Unless her, unless her mom is one of these people that are just like me, 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 like her damn soprano and um, cares about her instead of you. I've seen that happen too. And you wonder why your kids grow up to resent you. So I was like, okay, well, shit, <laughs> I ain't gonna do that. And I, and I, and like I said, I envy every damn one of you. I'm jealous of every one of you because I would give good, real money to have either both or one of my parents back here on Earth, mothers especially, because my family has been wandering around the dark for almost three years. I'm. You know, I'm just, I, I'm not mourning like it was two years ago, but I am, um, she's always in my head in a good way. But the rest of my siblings, they have, uh, they can't move on. They are stuck in, you know, almost like a VHS tape stuck in a damn VCR. It gets that little black stuff coming out of it and you're done. So my, just my siblings are stuck on repeat. Don't have to be, but they are. 
So yes, enjoy your mother while she's here. Tell her every day that you love her. Tell her that, you know, I'm glad God blessed me with you and everything else. Because one damn day could come very, very long day down the road and it could happen tomorrow. It could happen today. If you are, you know, I mean, well, what I'm trying to say is just show how much you give a shit. Show how much you love her. Show how much you just love the hell out of her. Because one day you won't get that chance. And that's it for my preaching tonight. Hope I didn't bore you, but if I did, I'm sorry also. But I get a thing on my head and I have to share it with everybody so I can, you know, get this headache away from me because I do have a headache. But either way, ladies and gentlemen, that is my word for tonight. Happy Mother's Day to all those that are listening, if you are a mother. Um, people that will, you know, say, well, I want baby mama, I'm a, you know, and I hate that that phrase, baby mama, because it sounds so damn hood and there's no need for it, but people are going to do it. But either way, just try to enjoy them while they're here. Love them while they're here. Just pick up the phone call on Tuesday and say, hey, mom, I love you. I love you too, baby. And that's it. Do that shit. Because I'm telling you, one day, you won't get the chance to do it again. That's all I'm saying. With that, this is the Saint Says. On Wisdom.